And welcome back to the For Films Like Podcast, everybody. I'm Brian Archija, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And I almost fucked that up, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will right. take that. <laughs> yes. It is Christmas time. It is it Christmas time. It is that time, time. of year. It, it, it's weird because the, the, the older you get, the less Christmassy Christmas feels. Mm. And I have it... Dependent. Because like, yeah. it goes through a phase. It's like the, you're super young, and then it's like Christmas is awesome. Yeah. And then you get to like 20s, and then it's like Christmas sucks. And then like when you have kids and everything, it's like, okay, Christmas isn't about yeah, me Yeah, because then you have an excuse. You have like, yeah. this is about their yep. enjoyment now. Yep. Uh, I'm in the part with like 20s where like Christmas it's is like just fucked. a thing that happens. <laughs> yeah. And so like I'm walking around the mall yep. just listening to Christmas music, mm. wanting to blow my brains out. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm just like watching. I'm I'm just a, I'm a cynical person mm. by nature. So I see all these people like Christmas shop, and I was yeah. like, you should have done it a month earlier. You're gonna, oh yeah, you're gonna get fucked down here. I mean, and you gotta I, get so, on Amazon. Yeah, right. Um, so uh, I don't know. Christmas feels less Christmassy the more that it happens. <laughs> all <me>. right. <laughs> I feel like we have a limited supply of Christmas, and it's and it's it's dwindling by the minute. Our headphones just became unplugged. <laughs> Are we good? Uh, good enough, I think. I think okay. I think Let's we see. are. There Whatever. we go. So yeah, no. Christmas I, is is I, one of those weird seasons. I wonder, is there a such thing as like a non-annoying Christmas song? A Christmas mm. song that you can just that you can listen to twice in the, in the same day. It used to it used to be the the baby it's cold outside, but then I okay, turned, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I realized how yeah. rapey it was. I, I, you know, I didn't. Well, you yeah. know, it's super rapey. It's yeah. definitely super rapey. But, but yeah, they uh, they had the Lady Antebellum uh, version of that, and they played that out like two, three years ago, and I got tired of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Now, it used to be that one. Now it's just kind of like anything that Frank Sinatra sings, mm. I'm okay with. Okay. Mariah Carey can fuck off. No, she no, no, nothing from her. All I want for Christmas is you. All I want yep. for Christmas is a fucking gun. Yeah. I don't. I fucking hate that song. I like the uh, the Grinch song. What is the Grinch song? The you're a mean one. Oh, Mr. yeah. Grinch. yeah. That was pretty, I think Sinatra sings that one. Not, that, not the version I'm talking about. Not the version you're talking oh, about? Oh, no. This okay. isn't smooth or sultry at all. It's very gravelly and gritty and just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Frank Sinatra gets a pass. All right. That's about yeah. the only person. I've, um, you know the, uh, the two um, Beatles Christmas songs? They have the one, the one that's uh, by Lennon, and I think it's Yoko in there. Is See, but sorry, <laughs> you said Beatles Christmas song, mm -hmm. and my mind immediately just went like, "Happiness is a warm gun." Oh god, <laughs> yeah. no, they um like <laughs> something different now. Uh, Lennon, I'm so sorry. Lennon had the um, have a merry merry Christmas and a happy New Year. Oh, I didn't know that. But um, I, I believe, like, I, mm. I never looked this up, but I'm pretty sure that's what, what that is. And then you have, like, Yoko in the background. Is, a Merry, Merry Christmas! And, like, in the background, I'm like, oh, God, make this song fucking stop. And then um, I believe it's McCartney. And, and like, oh, and I, I talked to Ryan yesterday. Mm. Ryan, uh, Ryan Brand, he's been on the show. He was like, I still listen to every episode and then talk shit to y'all while I'm listening <laughs> for things that you're getting completely wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. So feel free. <laughs> <laughs> to correct this shit, and I believe it's Paul McCartney that has the um, the simply having a wonderful Christmas time, like nice. that one. And I'm just like, even those songs written by the Beatles, I can't hear twice in a day. Nah, nah, fuck those songs. <laughs> you know? I think I think it's just like the pervasive invasion of joy mm. in your life that happens during Christmas yeah. that just permeates 
everything. Mm. Everyone is supposed to be happy. Got to be happy. And everyone is supposed to be having a good time. Yep. And all this Christmas music yep. is going like, it's a jolly good Christmas. Everything's great. The reindeer are flying. Yep. Rule of the red-nosed reindeer is having a great time. Despite oh. the fact that he had bullying and probably has PTSD from like child Definitely abuse. Does. Yes. And you're like, Every, no one's that happy. No, mm. Christmas is happy. Christmas is a good time. No one's as happy as a Christmas song. <laughs> Say that you are. And if you do, you're a fucking liar. And I genuinely hate you. Because no one's that happy. So fucking stop it. I want an honest Christmas song mm. that says, I had a good time with my family for one week, and now I want them to get the fuck out of my house so I can jerk off in peace. You get, that is the Christmas song that I want. You got to listen to George Michael. George Michael has um, the song uh, Last Christmas, and it, it's, it's a sad and very depressing song. <laughs> it was like, last Christmas, I gave you my heart. The very next day, you, you uh, threw it away. This Christmas, I'll give it to someone special. And it's just like he's talking about this woman that he really liked, and she <laughs> fucked him over on Christmas or whatever. And like, he, he has some decent Christmas songs. <laughs> you know, it's like depressing. Depressing as shit. Of course, the guy that wrote Careless Whispers has some like depressing fucking Christmas. Yes, music. man. He's fucking awesome. God, no one's not happy in Christmas. No. Stop it, all mm. of you, with your fucking like, what is it? Cinnamon frappuccinos and eggnog frappuccinos and it's, it's a lot of eggnog. Nutmeg I, bullshit. I don't. Uh, are you into eggnog? I enjoy it. I'm not. I, I like. Uh, it's not bad, but Puerto mm. Ricans have a way better drink. Oh, what's uh, that? It's coquito. I had that last night. It was from yeah. a Puerto Rican actually. It's fucking delicious. That's what it nah, is. I didn't like that. It's uh. No, because I mean, number one, it tastes like coconut. Like it somebody, does. somebody passed it to me. They was like, "Try this." I was like, I "Already have a drink in my hand." And they was like, "No, no, try this. It's delicious." So then I tried it, and I was like, mm. wait, "Wait, was it Puerto Rican? The one that told you it was delicious?" Yes. Uh, yeah, that, that shit's ingrained in us. So we can't. <laughs> oh, it, it, it was like, um, it was like, no, tr try this. So I was like, all right. So I tasted it, and then not to be disrespectful, I just identified. I was, I was objective. No. I was like, oh, there's coconut in here. And then I handed it, <laughs> and I handed it back to him. You know that was a fact. And then after, after the person left, oh, it was just like I don't. I, number one, I don't like coconuts. You know, n number two, I mean, it's like I don't know. I don't know the like the eggnog. I guess I'm not a fan of eggnog and coconut together. I was just like, eh. yeah. Well, the, it's it's because eggnog definitely like doesn't have that coconut bullshit in it. Mm. Like I don't like coconut either. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I make uh, or like I've learned how to make a version of coquito that's mm. with pistachio instead of coconut. Pistachio. Yeah, and it's just sort of pistachio ice cream with rum in it okay and it's fucking that is delicious okay but coquito is one of those things that if you're puerto rican you're gonna have to drink at some point no people liked it i mean yeah. everyone at the party seemed to very much enjoy it yeah you they know? love that shit, I, I, that I, shit up. yeah i just didn't want to be the one to be like you know this isn't good but like everybody's like no this is good you're wrong yeah. <laughs> so i'm like all right well, you also have a bullshit palate so. <laughs> no that was true. seriously seriously yeah. that's why i was like all right well you know like, it has coconuts in it <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take that approach with things that I don't like. Just point out a fact from it and then walk away. That's what I do with everything <laughs> in life. Everything. <laughs> it's like no, if I don't like it, hey, I'll what just do you think about that? About uh, what do you think about that movie? It had Jared Leto in it. J yes, <laughs> yes. It did. This, these are the things that it did. These are the things that it didn't do. Like that's my number one thing. That's when I, when I look at a listen to whenever I do a read a review, very super rarely. Right. It's like it's objective. It's like your personal opinion isn't in it at all. It's like this is what you're gonna go see and this is what you're gonna get. It's like describing what describing a sandwich to yeah. me. I'm like, good, that that good. Don't tell me how it made the sandwich made you feel because it's not gonna make me feel the same way. Right, and <laughs> that's know? what I that's what I hate about a lot of like movie reviewers because mm. they, they spend three pages writing about themselves. Yes. Write about the movie. Yes. Tell me about the goddamn product. <laughs> you know? Like, whenever I write, like, I try so hard that whenever I write them, like, I write a paragraph on how I felt about the movie. Mm -hmm. And then I break down why the it movie. made me feel that way and, yeah. like, why it did that. Mm -hmm. 
And 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 I feel like that's a good happy medium. Mm. But like, fucking every just writers, I just like jerk off on their face. Yes. And just yes. Like, this is my opinion. Yeah. Hope you like it because it's all you're I gonna get. Don't care. I mean, maybe it's a great opinion. Maybe it's not. I don't know. It's just like it's not. I'm not gonna be affected the same way. You know, from person to person. Just like yeah. give me the facts. Let me know what it is. But um, <sighs> I, I seen a uh, I seen a movie that got some um some pretty mixed reviews um what some months ago. Uh, Mother. Oh yeah, Mother. Mother. I finally got to see Mother. Uh, what what do you think? Um, it was an abomination, <laughs> a complete abomination. <laughs> now the thing is, it's like I could, if 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 I, if I really wanted to, I guess I could spend some time and then talk for like twenty minutes or so about how artistically done it is. And yeah. who was it Harvey O. Bardem? Is that who? who Harvey Bardem. That? Bardem. Yeah, it was like I mean I think he actually had something there. Like there's something there. Like yeah, I, yeah, you yeah. know I'm not I can't can't front on that. But it's but as far as just like. You put the movie in and you watch it and then expect to have a good experience and you're not you have to think if you while you're watching this movie. And even while you are thinking, I'm thinking you're thinking that this is shit. <laughs> That's might be what you're thinking. If you actually turn your brain on to watch this and think about it, like you're thinking this is shit, like why am I watching this? There, there was a it, it's funny because Josh Cass did a cover of Mother mm. and I listened to that episode the day that I watched Mother. Yeah. And I went with my friend Louise. And Josh Kaz is... is you seen it at the movies? Yeah, yeah. So oh, I remember you telling me about this. No, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. So Josh Kaz did a review of it. Mm. And I went with my friend. Yeah. And Josh Kaz is two people. Yes. And I went with Louise. Yeah. And we watched the movie. Yep. And the And Joe from Josh Kaz hated the movie. Mm. Louise hated the movie. Yep. And I was totally in line with, with uh, the guy from... I forgot his fucking name. Right. I'm sorry, dude. Mm. The Meerkats from Josh Kaz yeah. was saying... I fucking I feel like the movie is like fifty fifty. Like I, you either loved it or you felt ambiguous about it or you just fucking wanted it to burn. Mm. It was so so divisive. There was people that loved it. How loved? Some people loved it. Yeah. Mm. So it's a hard movie to love. Yeah. It really is a hard movie. To yeah. Love. I'm on the field of like I'm not offended by it. I'm not against it. Mm. I didn't hate it. Mm. I wouldn't go as far as to say that I loved it, yeah. but I appreciated a lot of what the movie did. I mean, it has yeah. it had a lot of like artistic uh, expression in there from Javier. For sure, it's like I mean, it, it, and it looked pretty cool too. I mean, visually, it was it was very it was very nice. My my, my favorite technique was sort of like the way that uh, Aronofsky pr- portrayed anxiety. Oh, that was like that was really cool way because every mm. cl- if you notice, like most shots are tracking close up. Yeah. Uh, and and it just gets claustrophobic after a while. Yeah. And like when all the chaos starts happening, you're like, "What the fuck is happening?" Oh my god! <laughs> like with all that chaos, like that's when the movie just fell apart for me completely. Yeah. Like I was fine with it being kind of slow and um, typecasting um, Michelle Pfeiffer and this exact same character that I've seen her play for the last twenty fucking years. Michelle Pfeiffer was like kind of like the. The bitch that the the husband, the yeah, wife. Yeah. yeah, and she she's done this movie three times already. Played this exact same character three or four times. Uh, the last one I seen her in like that was with Richard Gere. You know, so it's like she's and I, anybody like hopefully y'all know what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, but yeah, she's played the character so many times, and I couldn't help but thinking I was like, damn, is Jennifer Lawrence out acting you right now, Michelle Pfeiffer, <laughs> in your own genre of movie? It's like that's what <laughs> I was thinking about at the time. But it's just like because the movie is just so out there that like, something ridiculous is happening every five minutes. You know, yeah. but um. I think the weirdest thing was the appearance of Dumho Gleason out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, just yeah. showed up. It was like the brother. Or yeah. Something. Yeah, yeah. It was like the, the Cain and Abel mm-hmm. me- uh, metaphor. Yeah. It's just like, all right, Dumho Gleason's in here for five minutes. Yep. Sure, he did saw worse, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was a weird movie, for sure. Yeah, it was. I understand why you fucking hated it, and I understand why people do, mm. but I, I genuinely love, I don't know, I liked it. I don't know why. 
Like I, I, I watched that movie and I can walk out of the room watching it, going like, man, that was bad. I oh, I can definitely can. Yeah. I definitely. Well, no, bad. Like objectively, it's not objectively bad. Right. But but as far as what I prefer to watch, I I would, I would prefer to never watch that again for the rest of my life. I don't blame you. <laughs> Ever again. But like I said, if I did choose to, there's enough there from someone that's smart enough to make a very good movie. Yeah. And the the movie just isn't good. But the, this person that is smart enough to make a very good movie has so many pieces of of art just dug into this thing yeah. that it's like I could literally come out of, of the movie with something if right. you chose to. That being said, uh, Black Swan is definitely a Love much better Black Swan. film. Oh, yes. Love Mother was a weird fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. They ate the baby. Like When they ate the baby, that was when I... I think that... Uh, <laughs> Let me see the baby. No, it's my baby. <laughs> no, I just want to hold the baby. They want to see the baby. <laughs> the fuck off. <laughs> accent is great. Uh, when, it, when they ate the baby, that was the breaking point for me. Mm. That was when I said, all right, I know what Aronofsky's doing. He just wants to piss people off. I'm going to sit down and have a good time. <laughs> yeah. It was fun, though. Did, did you see anything this past week? Over the week? I think uh, I, I ju- I've just seen Star Wars, really. Yeah. Because I was so busy with finals. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Star Wars came out. So my words scheduled me from Thursday mm-hmm. to Sunday. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've been at the cinema, the cinema all week. During, um, during Star Wars, did you see the trailer for Spielberg's new movie, Ready uh, Player One? Yes. Yes. He also, wait, is he? Because I saw uh, Ready Player One and I saw one Alita. But mm-hmm. I don't know if he's directing Alita. I think he's just Alita? producing it. What's it's like Alita? a weird, it's a movie based on an anime. Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's weird. Forget about Alita. Yeah. It's like Ready Player One. But Ready Player One, he's actually yeah. directing Ready oh, Player yeah. One. Um, you know, he's executive producing the Jurassic World movie, which I don't, I don't really I'm know. I'm not excited for it. I'm not either. Like, what's the I, difference? I've always one? said Jurassic Park has been a one movie franchise. Sure. Why yeah. not? I've always said that. Actually, Jurassic that. Park should have been the end of Jurassic anything. Yeah, I mean, there would have been a lot of like multi millionaires that were only like regular millionaires, though. Yeah, you know, we, we can't have that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a lot of those millionaires wouldn't have became multi millionaires had we not got Jurassic Park three. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, um, but Ready Player One, um, seen that I loved that trailer. I mean, I, I loved the book. Well, the book was okay. I didn't love the book, but it was yeah. a very good book, and I loved the the trailer for it. Like, I mean, it, it just it looked really really good. I like science fiction, and it looks like we're finally have the uh, the technology to bring in like what you have like an anime and the virtual reality world and mm-hmm. and live action type things all together to to one movie so i mean i'm i'm highly anticipating this i'm excited for it uh, oh, yeah. for, for, from what i saw in the trailer i don't, I don't care enough about like the real world mm-hmm. i want to know what's happening in the vr of course because it looks like a final fantasy game a bit uh, yeah. and so like the, the character the avatar for the guy walked on screen and i was just like i want to see that he looks like a Japanese boy band player. I, I, want, I, want, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> I just have a thing for that kind of thing. I'm no, excited for it. Yes. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, um, it's Steven Spielberg. So, you know, there's going to be very safe and mm-hmm. it's going to be a blockbuster. And it's, you know, so it's not going to be like the dark science fiction and um, some of those morally ambiguous type of tones that you get from science fiction a lot. Yeah. But, but Steven Spielberg, he's going to promise you a blockbuster feel good movie. Oh, so. yeah. No, it's, it's going to look fantastic. Too. Yeah. Based on those visuals, it's going to look sexy. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about it. Um, so the the other movie that I was talking about, Alita, mm-hmm. which I think Steven Spielberg is either producing okay. or executive producing. I don't know, whatever. Right. Um, but it's about an anime about a like a lady. It's kind of like a Ghost in the Shell type thing. Right. Where it's like robots in society that get made. Yep. And someone makes this one called Alita. She's like the most advanced robot human hybrid thing, AI, right. whatever the fuck. All right. And so she just kicks ass. It's like an action movie. Ex Machina. It's it, yeah, but with FX Machina, I was like, 
fighty. All right. You know, like yeah. if, if Ex Machina was an action movie, yeah. that's kind of the vibe. Okay. Um, and not that cerebral at all. Mm. Um, so uh, everyone in the... <laughs> here's the reason I bring this up. Yeah. Uh, she's got fucking anime eyes, mm. but she's, she's live action, okay. right? So it's, it's live action face of a gorgeous Asian lady. Yep. But then they composited this like disgustingly large fucking anime eyes mm. on her fucking face. And it looks like someone made a joke on Twitter and made that for a special effects video parrying anime live action. Yeah. And then Steven Spielberg going like, let's hire that guy. <laughs> uh. That's what it looks like happened. Okay. And I fucking hate it. Mm. It looks so ugly. It looks ugly as fucking sin. Sheesh. It looks ridiculous. Mm. And I'm still going to go watch it. Okay. All right. <laughs> She's the only one in the movie. Like if they did that for everybody in the movie. Yeah. Christopher Waltz is in the movie. All right. If they did that for everybody in the movie, that's a choice. What's the name? Oh, oh what's your name? Leela? Leela. Oh, all right. A-L-I-T-A. A-O-I-T-A. Mm-hmm. If they did that for every other character in the movie, I'd be you know what? That's a choice. That is a choice. Uh. They did it just for her. And it pisses me off so much. Look at those eyes. Yeah, I kind of dig that. Look at those eyes. I'm not going to front. <laughs> that's gross. It's like the, like the fish eye effect. They're super huge fish eyes. Like, I, I mean, that's... I'm she can see it. through time with those things. Yeah. Like super bug eyes. They're, like yeah. they're bugged all the way out. And they look... Th- th- my problem is that they look so digital compared to the rest of the face. Definitely so, yeah. It just looks fucking weird. Yeah. Stop. It's not proportional to anything Stop. else on her face. That being said, I will absolutely watch this movie because it looks fucking ridiculous. Uh, yeah. yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> Can you check if that's Spielberg that's directing it? Uh, uh, let's see. It is... Uh, that's the cast. Uh, just give me a second. Yeah, you're, you're fine. Uh, but yeah, no. I, the only thing that I've seen has been Star Wars. Uh, no, it's uh, written by James Cameron, but directed by Robert Rodriguez. Oh, Robert Rodriguez. Cool. Yeah. There you go. See, now now I'm kind of into it because I like Robert Rodriguez's style. Okay. I want to know what, is he, what he's going to do with this ridiculous fucking anime-eyed lady. You know what you're going to get, don't you? You're going to get the, uh, the the Titanic. This is written by James Cameron. Yeah, that's true. You know, so it's like you're going to get some kind of faffy love story. Like, <laughs> like, I can't name a single James Cameron movie where I was like, that was written very well. Avatar, did you walk out of Avatar? You was like, you know that James Cameron. <laughs> no, oh, Terminator. Avatar. Terminator, I'm sorry. The first Terminator. The first Terminator was the, good. Yes, I'm yeah. like, that's you You writ some good shit. But yeah, outside of that. Uh. I walked out of Avatar going like that James Cameron. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Same. Same here. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Ready Player One. Yeah. Other than that, I'm excited for... Uh, I would oh, fuck. What was it? Was it only? I forgot about it. Uh, Alita, Lolita thing. No, no, no. It's uh, that was an, that was another thing. Right. It was a like Shape of Water. I still haven't oh, been able to see Shape of Water. Okay, because it fucking got pushed back again. Uh. And like there was one theater in Chapel Hill that had it, mm. and I just I fucking get more. Dude, you're, this is Charlotte. Like we're like a big budding city. More movies. Yeah. More movies, please. Yes, Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so no, I haven't seen a lot because I've been busy as dicks. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am in the process of getting a typewriter. Yes. Uh, just so I can disassociate myself from the internet. Okay. Um, which is fucking dead now. <laughs> then neutrality got mm. repealed. That's the whole thing. It's not that yet, but it's on the way of getting there. Yeah. So you just keep up with that shit because mm. we kind of need free internet. This is our job now. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's, we need that. That'd be nice. The, yes. Uh, I'll, I'll post some links about the neutrality in the description if you're interested in learning more about that shit. Sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, I wanted to disassociate from the in- the writing process from the internet, mm. so I'm picking up I'm picking up a typewriter, all right, and seeing how that works out, and I'm excited 
because I'm a hipster piece of shit and I love having old stuff in the house. Okay. And I just like I, I just like the way typewriters sound. And I want to be that obnoxious guy that's like clang 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 clang. Okay. So, yeah. No, like I would. Like, I don't know. Well, it was. It would be difficult for me to find. But like even like the VCR, like we have all those things. Like mm-hmm. I, I grew up with those things. But like I don't want to have to look at my grandmother's house for another two hours. It took me months to find that VCR that I gave you. Months. Oh yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> Forever. Let me tell you, this has been the most stressful four months that I've had in a long time. It's yeah. Just finding a fucking typewriter. I mean, just yeah. go to like an old person. Like old people have those things. Like they don't even have to buy them. Like they just have them in the house inside the outhouse, <laughs> you know, under some shit. Like dead when up, they dead turn ass. sixty, some dude delivers it to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, just grew up with them. Like I mean, my, my grandmother. I know we have two typewriters at the house right now. No. I know we do. I have I, one that's beyond repair. Oh yeah, yeah. It's an Underwood Eleven. Mm. It's really sad because it's so pretty. It's just fucked. I mean, I like the sound. I like the. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the sound of it, but you know. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Good talk. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so uh, I think it's about time that we cut and then we get into the meat of today, which is, as you've read by the title, uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, hey. which I'm super excited to talk about. So we'll be, we'll cut and we'll be right back. Hey, hey. And welcome back hey, for hey. Filmsick Podcast. We're going to talk Star Wars: yes. uh, The Last Jedi. Yes. Chris. Uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi is a PG-13 movie. It's a fantasy science fiction film. has a runtime of two hours and 33 minutes. The rundown is Luke Skywalker's peaceful and solitary existence gets upended when he encounters Rey, a young woman who shows strong signs of the Force. Her desire to learn the ways of the Jedi Force forces Luke to make a decision that changes their lives forever. Meanwhile, Kylo Ren and General Hux lead their first order in an all-out assault against Leia and the resistance for supremacy of the galaxy. Uh, the writer-director is Rian Johnson, and uh, see, it stars Daisy Ridley as Rey, yep. stars John Boyega as Finn, Mark Hamill as Luke, Luke Skywalker, yeah. stars Oscar Isaac as Poe. I think they recognize Luke as Luke I w- Skywalker. I would hope so. Yeah. You know? I think if anyone, <laughs> that's like the name you don't have to put a like last Luke? name Like Luke? You mean cool hand Luke, right? <laughs> 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 no. You, you, mean, uh, you mean Uncle Luke from the 69 Boys? No, yeah. no, not, not that Luke, Luke either. Luke Cage? Maybe? Luke Cage, yeah. <laughs> like, nope. Fucking Skywalker, <laughs> goddammit. Uh, Oscar Isaac, uh, he played Poe. Adam Driver as Kylo Ren. Nice. Uh, this movie has been so divisive. I'm surprised. Um, among, yeah, so, so am I. Mm? It's been really fucking divisive among everyone that I know talking about Star Wars. Same. Uh, I fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I thought you would. Yeah. yeah. How, how, how did you feel about this movie? Did not care for it at all. Th- really? Didn't care for it. No? Ah, oh, that Didn't sucks. care for it. But, I mean, no, but it's, it's, not, it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie whatsoever. Right, yeah. Definitely not a bad movie, but it's just like this movie kind of let me know that I don't need to spend my money to go see Star Wars movies at the movie theaters ever again and again. Really? That fucking <laughs> yeah. sucks. I was it wasn't a bad, but I'm telling yeah. you, it's not a bad movie, and I can't like bash the movie either because it's not bad. Right. You know? <laughs> so it's like, let's let's talk about all the things that, that it did so well, because it did a lot of things well. It really did. You know? Uh, first of all, I think Rian Johnson's got... Sort of interesting. He did Looper. I think that's his yes. biggest film. Yeah. And then he did. Did he, he did Brick? one other thing? Brick. Yeah, that's what yeah, it was. Brick, yeah, Brick. Which I still haven't seen. It's good. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I absolutely love the risk that this Star Wars movie took. That's. What, I want to talk about that then. Yeah. Because my my opinion is this is the most formulaic paint by numbers like Star Wars movie ever. Really. Ever. Like we we progressed the story along a bit, but there was nothing that was like. 
that was challenging or crea creatively challenging, you know, as far as in the movie and, and with the writing. No. There, there was no... By the way, spoilers. <laughs> Significant oh, yes. spoilers. Oh, yes. Yeah. But I, 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 was, I was like, where's the creative risk as far as writing? I, I don't think the risk was, in, was necessarily creative in terms of like something came out of like left field that none of us were, were expecting. Mm. I think the risk were really in dismantling what people knew what Star Wars is about. Mm. And I think dismantling that specific formula uh, was kind of the risks that it took. What do you mean? Uh, okay, so uh, if, if we watch A New Hope uh, yeah. and versus... Love A New Hope. Yeah, yes. I love The New Hope too. Love that, yeah. Um, but it, there's really nothing in terms of, in the way of like, um, how do you say, like, it, it, does, it takes itself seriously. It, it's definitely more of a drama action than anything else okay. in a way. And everything is all about like the good of the universe, the bad, the whatever. Fight the dark side versus the light side. Mm. Learn spirituality and all that stuff, which mm. is great. And the Force Awakens has a lot of that with Ray. Echoes a lot of those sentiments with Ray. Yeah. So it's a good, comfort, comfortable way to introduce all of the concepts that Star Wars introduced back Originally. when Episode Four came out mm. uh, into a new audience yeah. um, and get new avatars for those concepts. Mm. And so the Force Awakens did that very effectively. Yeah. But then the last Jedi took that comfort that comfort mm. and those concepts of there's always going to be someone that's good in the universe and there's always going to be someone that's bad in the universe mm. and this has been a battle that's been going through time and this will constantly keep happening and 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 Sowers the last Jedi took those heroes and took those legends and took those bad guys mm. and diminished them to people and reminiscing people that are uh. disappointed and angry uh, people that have regrets, mm. uh, super villains whose cockiness ultimately leads to their death. Mm. Uh, you got Raid, who's a character that's struggling with her own definition of her, like the universe. Yeah. Uh, so instead of creating legends, instead of having a movie that's based on characters that are legendary, mm. he essentially got rid of all the legends and let the new Star Wars people who came from nothing. Yeah. Finn was a stormtrooper. Ray was nobody from Jakku. Yeah. And uh, Poe was just like a normal pilot from yeah. nowhere. Yeah. So like he, he he essentially tumbled down the sort of like regime of heroes and legends and mm. like bad guys and villains mm. and just went like, fuck you. Let's the other people have a go. Mm. And and I think that's the message. I think that's what I loved about the risk taking of the movie. Okay. Sure. Maybe creatively in the writing, it's still very much sort of like a, a Star Wars plot. Yeah. But the way that I handled its characters, I feel is it, it, it's it's interesting. It's fresh. And, 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 and it's allowing itself to let Ray and Finn and Poe and all these other characters shine in the rest of the franchise that's, without the weight of the other people behind them. Now, that's something that I, I, can, I can get behind as far as um, how this movie is going to boost up the remainder of the franchise because you did something as far as, like you said, humanizing these characters yeah. instead of having them being like superhero-type people. But as far as a standalone movie to, to see, like it, it hurt for me because I felt like... I was kind of having my. Not, it's, not, it's not like your your, your intelligence is being insulted, but mm -hmm. just someone that's seen all these Star Wars movies previously, and then we're um, we're we're kind of going into Kylo Ren. Is he gonna go on the dark, stay the dark side, go yeah. on the good side? Is Ray gonna be good or bad? Like exploring all these different things about these characters, and you know that they're not going to change. Well, I mean, or, or right. maybe I'm just like jaded to where I've seen all these movies, and it's just like we're exploring these ideas, but why? You know, because no. like ultimately, there's nothing will change. Like Ray's not gonna change, um, Kylo's not gonna change. Like nobody's gonna change in this. So it's like. Like I said, for the the overall landscape of Star Wars, I think it makes for a better franchise because at least we got to discover, you know, that Kylo is on the dark side, but he's more than that. You right. know, you have um, 
what's her name? Fuck. She's the main the main character. Ray. Yeah, you, yeah. you have Ray, you know, who she's she's fighting with the force on the light side, but there's mm. like more to her. You know, with uh Luke says that you didn't even try to fight against the, the darkness. The darkness there's yeah. something there that you needed there. No. You know, so it's like with that, like I think it's gonna boost the franchise up a lot more and have yeah. these characters um be have a lot more uh, dimensions to them. Mm -hmm. But just the, for the watching is, yeah. it, it hurt me a little bit. I, I I agree with the fact that contextually, this film really cannot exist without without uh, Force else. Awakens or yeah. without everything else that's happened. Yeah, it's very definitely ingrained in the context of a Star Wars movie. Yeah, um, franchise. But, yeah, yeah, and and as a standalone movie, I would agree. I I think that there's information there that we don't necessarily get otherwise if we hadn't watched any of the other movies. Yeah, yeah. there's definitely things that are put there. Essentially, just for callback purposes, yeah. just to inhibit some sense of nostalgia. Definitely, yeah. And there, um, so I, I, I don't disagree that it's a standalone movie; it's weaker. Mm. But as a franchise movie, I think it's the strongest one in the movie, in the in the franchise. I, I have to think about that. I can't no. just immediately disagree with that. But yeah, I have to think about that. And and part and, and here's okay. Apart from what I said about you know the breaking down heroes and villains and whatever. Yeah. Here's I, I think the movie is a film about disappointment. It's a film about anyone that ever that you looked up to. It's about every, every like the new heroes realizing that everyone they looked up to were just like them, were just people that had no idea that were, what they were doing, mm. and they caught up in this big thing, and suddenly they had to figure it out. I think that's what this movie was about. It was about Kylo Ren realizing that Snoke is nobody, mm. and Darth Vader was just a dude, yeah. and then realizing his place in the whole thing, because yeah. he was trying to be Darth Vader, and then Snoke was trying to make him into like the next sort of Snoke. Yeah, take that Darth silly Vader. fucking mask off. You look like an <laughs> idiot. And, and, and the fact that... <laughs> <laughs> he didn't look like a fucking idiot. Yes. And the fact that Kylo abandoned the mask and mm. destroyed the mask yeah. and all that thing really just gave you a sense of like, all right, Kylo was struggling and he was hiding this mask to hide an identity that he didn't know what was happening. Yeah. And now he's rid of it, so what's going to come out of Kylo? This is the Kylo that we're going to see on the rest of the film. Yeah. And, but it's, it's a film about realizing that your heroes and the people that you look up to, are you, there's no reason for you to look up, up to them. Yes. And, and it's very much, as an audience member, if you're a Star Wars fanatic, mm. that's going to offend you. Because you look up to those same heroes. Yeah. And Star Wars The Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson or Rian Johnson. It tears that down. It's just going like, I don't give a shit what you think about these people. Mm. They're just human. Yeah. And like Luke hiding away and running away to die. And then giving Luke the dramatic flaw of wanting to kill Kylo mm. before he went dark side. Uh, doing all of those things to Luke Skywalker gave him weakness that he didn't have mm. because he had such a legendary status. Yeah. And there's even conversations about that in the movie mm -hmm. where Luke says, I was a legend, but I'm really, I'm just an old man that yeah. failed. Uh, Yoda tells him um, that you're what they grow beyond. Yeah. You know, it's like you think that this is the end, you know, with you and you're the last Jedi. I'm like, no, like this is a starting point. Like he realizes that later in the movie too. Yeah. But it's just like this is a jumping off point. Like everyone is going to be growing beyond you. Yeah. You know, it's so. an evolution. Yeah. I th the movie sets up and disappoints you purposely mm -hmm. so that you realize that there's a potential for evolution oh, yeah. that was not there for characters like Rey, characters like Kylo, characters mm -hmm. like Poe and Finn. Yeah. Uh, these are all people that came from nothing yeah. and they had to watch their heroes they got to meet the heroes that they idolized mm. and then they realized that they're nothing special yeah. they're just people that fuck up and do bad things oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I loved about the movie okay. that's the biggest risk that the movie took mm. it got rid of that Star Wars like yeah hero like noble Robin Hood type yeah. character yeah. 
and just humanize everybody down. Definitely and did. I fucking love that. Definitely did. It was fantastic. There was um what, what was the uh, the opening scene where they are uh, they're going over what is it called like a it's a gunner ship, but it's like it was something that they really cared about destroying this dreadnought. particular shop, the dreadnought. Yeah. Yeah. Now it, it was weird to me. It reminded me of um Sure, I want to mix it up too much, but like there's just like a big fucking hole in the middle of this goddamn dreadnought, a bomb hole. <laughs> it was like, all right, let's let's lead our ships over top of the bomb hole, drop your whole your bombs into the bomb hole, and then that'll explode the whole ship. It's just like oh, it, remi- fuck it, up. It, it reminds me of um, what's what's the um the 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 huge uh like ship vessel planet type thing that that um the the, the Empire has. Uh, Death Star. The Death Star it reminds me of the Death Star, like it's impenetrable. Yeah. Besides, this one. Sp- Spot that can destroy the whole thing immediately, as <laughs> well, like the dreadnought. It just has the only weakness is it's the bomb hole. Yeah. <laughs> Besides the bomb hole, you can't really destroy this thing. They throw bombs in there, we're <laughs> fucked, but otherwise, we're good. Yeah, but we're I was solid. Uh, I was wondering how they were how they were gonna fix this uh, another part of the movie because um you had a um an Asian lady who had the half of a yin a yin and yang mm-hmm. uh, symbol, and you don't know what that the significance of that is at the, at the moment. Yeah. And um she she's trying to release these bombs and then she ultimately um has to sacrifice her life in order to do so she dies and then um i guess a few minutes later in the movie we get to see someone else holding that exact same um pennant or necklace the the other half the other half of the yin yang Mm -hmm. and you would you would have to assume that it was her sister there they both look the same and we later find out it is but i was like what are we gonna do with a character who essentially like i know this is how how how, it's not how it's written Mm -hmm. but it's just as an american who was around some years ago whenever you see an or me whenever i see an asian an asian person inside of a flying vehicle thing that blows up immediately i'm thinking kamikaze immediately first thing i'm thinking <laughs> so i'm like how are you going to redeem yourself here star wars you just put an asian woman inside of a flying vehicle and kamikaze the goddamn dreadnought like how are, how are you going to get this this image out of my head and me to stop thinking about this so yeah. the next thing they do is like oh redemption she has a sister so she can redeem her i was like oh, okay yeah. all right you yeah. didn't just throw the asian lady in there have her kill herself though we don't see another asian for the rest of the movie yeah, you no, know no. it was like so you you kind of try to fix that a bit but rose is <laughs> great i i liked rose a lot. I feel like her introduction was like really bizarre. Yeah, because yeah. it just kind of happened. I, I, I was. I, I feel like that they they really moved her in, so um, you can kind of dispel anything about a romantic relationship between Finn and Ray. Yeah, which I I don't think Finn and Ray even had like they in didn't. the Force Awakens. They, there no. was no inkling of that. No. anyway. No, it's just that they're on the they're on the promos, they're yeah. on the posters, they're the stars. So everyone's thinking them together. I'm like, no, they're not. But definitely, I definitely felt like the romantic relationship between Rose and Finn was like pushed way too yes. hard. Oh yes, definitely didn't fit into the movie. Mm. That ending bit when Finn was about to like crash into the ship or yeah. whatever the yeah. cannon, mm. and then fucking Rose comes out of nowhere and just like, no, mm. I hated that bit. Same. Just like let. Let him do his. Let yeah, him do his let thing. him do it. He yeah. was gonna. He was. He was gonna do it. Yep. <laughs> just let him do it. But yep. I hated that. And then she kissed him and passed out. And I was just like, the weakest kiss Fuck ever. You. Whack. She was Fuck you, Ryan. Kiss. Yeah. Just do that. <laughs> yeah. Just let her die, and yeah. then it would have been better. It would have been. <laughs> but much better. Apart from like that romance, uh, Rose, I felt like was a really cool character. Yeah. I really enjoyed Rose. Hell yeah. Uh, she was so snarky. Like at the very beginning, it was like, "Yeah, I've caught a number of people trying to abandon ship." <laughs> it was like, "I know that's not what you're doing with your bags fully packed and <laughs> inside the escape pod." And <laughs> like, what is it that you're doing right now? <laughs> Fucking sons the shit out of them. Yeah. 
I love like I love the blowback of the stun. Yeah, like, I'm just expecting like a like no, you just like a full pushback. Yeah, no. from that shit. That's just like a punch. It's yeah. just like fuck you. Yeah, like he finally comes to and his body's like numb, has no access to his body and shit. It's like fuck. That's another thing that I really want to point out about this movie: the mm. the risk that they took with delivering humor, the way that they did, mm. for me, paid off. I okay. think I think it worked for the movie. All right. I understand why for some people it didn't pay off and like why they thought that there were too many jokes in the movie. I didn't think there were enough. I didn't think really? there were nowhere near enough. Field. Yeah. yeah. I, I genuinely enjoyed the comedic aspect of the movie. I wanted my favorite person, my favorite uh, comedic aspect of this mm-hmm. movie is C-3PO. And I got, I seen him like twice. This fucker is nervous as shit all the time. Like he's the most uncomfortable, awkward, nervous yeah. person ever or yeah. robot ever. I love him. I absolutely love that too. <laughs> yes. I feel like if, if I was in the ship, I just, I, I'd be three, C-3PO at that <laughs> yeah. point. It's like, there's some unity going, I think I should get out of here. Yes. But Galila's like, wipe that nervous expression off your face, 3PO. He's like, oh, jeez. Oh. But he's got a stone cold non-moving face. Non-moving face. His face doesn't move. It doesn't do anything. Wipe that nervous expression off your face. What the fuck? My favorite like comedic moment in the movie mm-hmm. genuinely happens like right at the beginning is when... because. Uh, we stopped for two years. We were waiting to see the like the culmination mm. of Ray handing the lightsaber to Luke. Oh yeah! And we cut to that scene, and Luke just takes <laughs> it, looks at it, and just like yeet. Yeah, that was that was very, that was very funny. I like that. I was like one of two people laughing in the theater at that scene. Yeah. I fucking died at that. How did you feel about the callback of um of Luke's line? Luke had a one liner that, and they they did it at the beginning. He said it to to Ray, then he said it again to to Kylo Ren. Uh, I liked it. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of torn. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was the um, she she. What did he say? Everything um, you said in that oh, sentence is absolutely wrong. He said, "What what do you know about the Force? It's like uh, it's a power that Jedi's have that lets them control people and uh, make makes things float." <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> she was like, I mean, "Every word that you just said is wrong. Every word." <laughs> and then he he does a callback with that with Kylo Ren, and he was like, "That's amazing. Everything that you just said is completely wrong." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, I, yeah. It's like I, I like callbacks, so I mean, I, I didn't hate it, you know. But yeah, it was there. My my really, what I enjoyed is that Luke, as much of a jaded old man as he was, mm-hmm. Luke has always been kind of this like this spry young guy in the original yeah. movies. Yeah. And he's always been kind of a smartass. Yeah. So I'm really happy that they didn't take that away from Luke yeah. as an old man. True. Because uh, he's just fun to watch on screen. Like Mark Hamill did a great fucking job. Is is Poe supposed to be our new um not yeah. not not um not Luke as far as the Force and and that aspect of it? But I compare more to Ho. Han Solo. Oh, okay. No, yeah, I see. I, see I compare yeah. more to Han. I got you. Which yeah. actually, uh, I have a problem with that when he introduced himself to Ray because mm. she was just like, "I'm Ray," and he went like, "I know." She's like, "Fuck you." Yeah, Fuck that was you. a bit cheesy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't "She's know. like, don't make him Han." Don't yeah. don't make them have a thing. There we go. Yeah. I I'm this is just completely aside, nothing to do with the quality of the movie. Yeah. I I, I want Poe and Finn to fuck it out. They those are the people that I think should 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 get together. Poe po, and Finn. Poe po and Finn, the uh, the the black guy and the white guy. Yeah. They they can. Yumbo Yega and Oscar Isaac should fuck it out in this movie. Uh, wh- wh- where are you getting that from? I just feel like like from The Force Awakens, they had such great chemistry. They did in the first one. And they one. became friends they so quickly. We didn't get to see any interaction in this one, though. And I was really sad about that. <laughs> I was really fucking sad that they yeah. split up yeah. Finn and Poe. Oh, yeah. Because apart from like uh, Finn waking up and Poe finding him, yeah. we got really got it. nothing. Yeah. 
And maybe at the end, a little bit. The very, very end. Yeah. yeah. Where he introduced himself to Ray. Like, that was it. That was it. I, I would have loved to see more Poe Finn. Yeah. Because I love Poe and Finn. I agree with that. And I think that they, like, I don't I don't want Poe to end with Ray. Mm. Fuck that. Yeah. I want him to end up with Finn. Because mm. I think that would be, first of all, cute as fuck. <laughs> and second of all, you have a gay stormtrooper now. That's I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if, has, has Star Wars ever addressed that? No, no. I know Star really. Trek does, but I don't. I don't think Star Wars has, has addressed anything close to uh, no, huh? They obviously have like not addressed, but speculated to interspecies sex. No, yeah, yeah. So yeah, gay sex shouldn't be a fucking problem, Abrams. I, 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 as far as uh, jokes in the movie, yeah. there was one joke that I thought was an extremely, extremely dark joke that no one in the theater laughed at, and I thought was amazing. Which but, one? but it's like because it's Star Wars and it's Disney, yeah. like it's either that I'm taking this completely wrong, or a writer out there was being very just brilliant to just put this right <laughs> in there over people's heads. All right, so, um, so Chewbacca, he's out there, and um, yes. okay, hold on. <laughs> So before we see these cute, these cute little these the what, porgs, what, yeah, porgs, yeah, yeah, they look like little owls or like without big wings or whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah, so they're like like they're like owls without beaks. Well, really. yeah, 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 like owls without beaks. They're like t- little tiny and they're they're cute and everything. Fluffy, they're they're fluffy as shit, you know. So um, so so they're out there. We see them a number of times, and then eventually, um, you know, Chewbacca he he meets them, he sees them and everything. Yeah. Then later in the night, we see Chewbacca by the fire, and he has like this stick over the fire, like rotisserie style, and then he has these birds that are cooked on the fire yeah. and then the um three what are they, what are they called pokes porks porks yeah. the porks they're all coming over by chewbacca by the fire and they're looking at them and they're just like all hungry and they're like wanting some of the food and then chewbacca was like no get the fuck out of here or whatever he does like get the fuck out of here like you're not getting any of my food this is my food so all of them but one goes away and one of them kind of stays he's like making a sad face like come on bro please like give me some food mm-hmm. and they do a kind of a close-up on the food and the food looks like a rotisserie version of oh, the porks yep. yeah Yes. And I was like, so is, is Chewbacca, are we trying to say, because we can't hear Chewbacca's words, yeah. is, he, is he not saying, get the fuck out of here, I'm not going to let you eat yourself, you know, because they made it a point to have the other porks go away, and then one pork stays, and then he's like all sad, you know, so it's like... I got that joke completely differently. All right. I thought that they were angry that they were eating a porg. Oh. And they were like fa- trying to like tell Chewbacca, hey, don't fucking eat us. Mm. And then the close up on the sad porg like, was because he, he like killed a brother. Of the, mm. Like for me, the guy that the, the, the pork that Chewbacca was eating was the sad pork's His brother, brother uh. or sister. Mm. And he was crying about it. And I legitimately, <laughs> legitimately almost shed a tear. <laughs> Like I'm not shitting you. Yeah. Like I that scene made me want to be more of a vegetarian than any documentary I've ever seen. <laughs> That's funny. So fucking sad. Oh, that was hilarious. The cute little fucking pork sad yep. face. Just like, dude, you're eating my brother. Yes. Fuck. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, so the, 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 so we definitely did get the darkness of that yeah, the, you're sure. eating one of these things. I laughed, but I laughed and cried at the like I was just like, oh shit, should I be laughing? Uh. Yeah, I was because I was like, I don't I'm like I don't know where I'm going getting this from, but like I've never seen anything this dark in a Star Wars oh, type yeah. of thing. <laughs> like, whoa. Uh that my I think I hadn't another moment that was really emotional for me mm-hmm. was when Luke and R2-D2 finally reunite yes. and the ship and he goes like yeah. he and Mark Hamill goes like R2 like genuinely excited yeah. I was just like oh fuck yeah it's the <laughs> old ass space age technology bullshit R2 like he is like decrepit he's, fucking love R2. he's rusted all over and everything <laughs> we got like BB-8 now yeah. who's like taking his place all the way through the universe but yeah I mean R2 it was cool to see like the genuine excitement and and 
and knowing like that's what the movies were. It was R two D two and and the crew. Yeah, <laughs> it was R two Han Solo and Mark Hamill, and now we have none of those things. No, nah. maybe R two hangs around every so often, but he's kind of fucked. Yeah. It, it, that was just like fucking sad and like it, that moment legitimately made me like want to shed a tear. Yeah. R2-D2 and, and, and Luke reuniting. Yeah. Um, but like uh, apart from like so those callbacks were like they established a really good sense of nostalgia mm. and they let you know hey this is what this movie was yeah. and then they take that reminder and it was like a, this is what it is now. This is what it is now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love that transition. Um, Transitions. Speaking of yeah. How do you think? What do you think about Star Wars transitions? I like them. I don't have like, a problem with them. I kind of do, but I kind of don't because I think they're like super cheesy and whack and outdated as fuck. Mm-hmm. But they they they're very consistent to themselves. If, if I saw yeah. them outside of Star Wars, yeah. I'd be like, "Fuck off." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, you'd be like, "This is terrible." But within the Star Wars world and franchise, it's like you you do it all the time. So it's like mm-hmm. I I can accept it within Star Wars. And it's also one of those things that become become kind of like an unspoken tradition when mm-hmm. you have a long franchise like that. Yeah, and that, and uh, I'm okay with them sticking on second round. Right. Right, yeah. I like the I like the gradient wipes and the the, the blue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I was like every time I see it, like I'm not offended by it, yeah. but I'm just like hey, it's kind of cheesy. But, but you it was definitely like, notice them. Not yeah. the fucking sure. Yeah, but it, but it fits with that with the Star yeah. Wars uh, world though. Yeah, but that transition from like. Because J.J. Abrams really played a nostalgia mm-hmm. for The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens, yeah. And Rian Johnson just destroyed nostalgia. He was like, I want nothing of the old remaining movies apart from the big, broad concept to mm-hmm. remain in this movie. Yeah. And and that transition from like, this is a great, jolly nostalgia trip, and we get a new hero and a new bad guy, and mm-hmm. we're going to figure it out, to like, everything sucks, everyone's going to die, the resistance is like super weak. Yeah. Uh, raise a new Jedi doesn't know what the fuck is happening and the strongest guy is working for the bad guys I like that 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 concept of um, that good and evil it doesn't matter don't pick a team it doesn't matter yeah. you know it's like um, you take we take these guns and we sell it to the uh, sell it to the Empire we sell it to the Resistance we sell it to whoever ha- you know you wants make it money. yeah I sell, I sell the or was the um, who was the guy that he looked a little bit like Colin Colin Firth but Colin Firth that was Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, that was Benicio Del Toro. Damn, I fuck, I fucks with Benicio Del Toro. My yeah. uh, my Puerto Rican homie that made it. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Look, Benicio, like he he says something towards the end. He was like, if I if I if I sell them guns today, then it's like I'll be able to sell you guns tomorrow or something yeah. like that. It was just like this is a circle. It's going to continue to happen. It's like I'm just trying no, to make money. He said uh, he said they they they. Arrest you today, you shoot him up tomorrow. Shoot him up tomorrow, yeah. yeah. There you go, yeah. That's what it did. It's, so it's just like it's it's just it's a, a, a never going a, a never ending cycle. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's just he doesn't care. He's like, I don't care which side is what. Mm-hmm. And know? I'm glad that he, they, didn't, they didn't give him a redemption arc. No, I'm what? super glad that that happened. Yeah, and just kind of fucked off and just yep. fucked them over. Yeah, and I don't know if he died. I don't know if he left. I don't really didn't care. Matter. Yeah, didn't yeah, matter. he's just a dude now. Yep. Fuck him. Yep. Um, but uh, and and that's. If it was J.J. Abrams making this movie, he would have gotten a redemption arc. Yeah. Uh, but Rian Johnson is just like, nah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it, he made his point, fuck off. Mm. And, and that's, that, I think that's ultimately what I love about Rian Johnson. Mm. He makes his point, and then he moves on. He does. And, and that's that. it. That Hopefully lightsaber that's... scene with Rey and Kylo. Okay. Amazing. Amazingly well executed. I mean, yeah, it was it was it was it was, it was nice to look at. Yeah, it was it was really for me. It was like one of the biggest moments. Like I loved it. Uh, that whole subplot with Rey and Kylo, mm. I feel I could have done with a little bit less of that. Yeah. Because um, it was yeah. like it was obviously like Snoke like prompting them. Like yes, we get it. Like definitely get it. <laughs> um, but I feel like we had like what five Force connection scenes. At least four. Yeah. yeah. Cut that down to two. Yeah. Put them together in a room quicker. Yep. That's it. Yep. Um, 
But I, I did enjoy seeing Adam Driver without a shirt. Broody, uh, muscular man with eh. long hair. I'm into that. I mean, I, yeah, watch Girls uh, season two or season three. Any season Just of Girls, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he walks around with his shirt off all the time. It's weird. I absolutely love Adam Driver's performance. Mm, yes. I think he's one of the best things that the, the franchise has got going right now. Yeah. Um, Ray's doing fantastic. They should release. Great performance. Yeah. Um, I love Poe and Finn. I feel like they were underused in this movie. Poe, I love Poe. Yeah, so Poe's my favorite. Well, besides Adam Driver, maybe like he's my favorite like character in this franchise right now. The one and thing he I could have done with character. Uh, you know? Yeah, he's so he's like so he cool. wasn't even gonna be in the franchise if you remember. Like, what, really? Yeah, like um, the Force Awakens, he had a part and he was supposed to die <laughs> oh, in the shit. Force Awakens. And then there was like, well, he did such a great job that they found they just made it to where he didn't die and just kept him for the whole franchise. That's great decision. Hell yeah, goddamn. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I didn't like about Finn was that whole subplot about him taking over the chip. Uh, mm. When the the general didn't tell him that they were transporting, oh yeah, yep. thing got you. That was the only thing. I was just like, why the fuck did he? They needed something to fill that time, they did. obviously. Yeah, and they put that in there. But the movie's already two and a half hours long, yes. so they didn't need to fill that time. Yeah. Um, that you was the only scum. <laughs> yeah, that was a scum. really John Boyega. <laughs> even though he was overused, mm. like underused, underused in this movie, yeah. he had a really solid character arc. Yeah, did where he got to take revenge on on the empire, the stormtroopers. Yeah. yeah. And then solidify that now he's completely re- rebel. Yeah, yeah. Because like we knew that he wasn't gonna be, but there was always the room for doubt. Because he always sort of kept a little secret from the rebels Maybe or whatever. Yeah. And he was gonna run away. Yep. Um, but now we know it's like no, that guy's in for he's the in. rebels. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was like a really nice write up. Mm. He didn't show up in the film a lot, but that was neat. Yeah. Um, Poe, the whole Sopla thing, I could have done without with the, without the immunity. Uh, Leia. Um, fucking, I thought because Carrie Fisher is dead now. Yes, which sucks. Yes, uh, but I so I thought they were gonna kill her off. Me too. In this movie, yeah. But they did. They didn't. I was see. I was I was questioning that the entire time watching the movie because I'm like, I know that they didn't want um, Kylo Ren necessarily to have killed her. Right. So even if you know when they when they showed it, he wasn't the one that sent the um, the, the missile blast or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, he he watched it, but he wasn't one to do it. So I was like, I even, feel like he's the one that saved her from the. From the space, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel, I feel like that too. Well, I, I, I'm mixed on that. I didn't know it because she's so powerful herself that she just wasn't. Because she reached her hand out and her eyes opened. Yeah, but so she's not. Like, a, she's not attuned to the force. Is she, she? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. You know. But so I'm like, I, it was kind of weird to me, and and also her recovery, you know, mm-hmm. so quickly within the movie was was weird to me. But uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how I felt about that too. You know? I don't know how I feel about that either. Yeah. I thought they were gonna kill her off when in that spacing because yeah. it looked like the. Per- Perfect setup to do it. I mean, he already killed his father. You yeah. Know, so it's like if you if you kill if you kill her too, then it's like what? I, I don't, but the I, thing is, I, I'm convinced that he didn't kill Han. I'm convinced that Han killed himself through oh, the like lightsaber. So you you, yeah. you kind of think it's like one of those um, like the cool hand Luke uh, death by cop. Like you're you're purposely putting yourself in this position to where either you're going to have to kill me or you know what I'm saying? No, I think that because uh, at that point in the Force Awakens, Kylo was struggling whether or not to be dark side or light side, and yeah. that was like the big moment that tipped him over. Mm. But I think that uh, Han Solo knew that Kylo wouldn't be able to make that decision, but that he was too far gone. So he was either going to die if he didn't kill Han Solo or kill Han Solo. Yeah. And uh, Adam Driver was holding the lightsaber over the button, but then Han Solo reached out. And I think Han oh, Solo think he pressed, pressed the, the button. button. I think Han Solo pressed the button yeah. and killed him. Because he knew that if, if Adam Driver didn't kill Han Solo, Snoke would kill Adam Driver. Mm. And I think... Uh, so. 
I think that's why he, there was still like the doubt of light or dark in mm-hmm. him because he didn't actually he kill know, He Han. knows that he didn't actually yeah. go through with killing his father. And that was the same thing that was happening with Leia. Like he didn't want to, he wasn't the one that shot the missiles, yeah. but he watched it. Yep. So I feel like he, he, that was like purposeful. He had a line to, um, to Ray. He said, uh, let the past die, kill it if you have to. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to become what you're meant to be. Yeah. You know, it's like, eesh. <laughs> but and the, the interesting thing that I like about this now is because before in the Star Wars universe it was kind of like bad guys wanted one thing entirely different than the good guys yeah, wanted. Yeah. But in this movie they want the same, same thing. Same thing. Yep. They want to get rid of the old past, get rid of the war, and do that. Yeah. They just have such different method methodology to go about it mm-hmm. that it creates conflict. Yeah. And I love that because every villain is the hero of their story. Yeah. And 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 that's kind of like that's a, I don't know if that's a new concept. But it's a concept that has been coming up more lately in cinema. The moral ambiguity of the yeah. bad guy versus the good guy. Definitely so. And I love that it's in Star Wars now. Because mm-hmm. it makes it so much more fucking interesting. It is, yeah. Um, sorry, I really, I really fucking love this movie. Okay. I really did. Yeah. Uh, the ending showdown uh, in the rebel base mm-hmm. uh, with the all-out assault. Yeah, we got the, the twist that, uh, that Luke, exactly what he said. He came to this island to die and yep. he didn't plan to leave. And he was right. Like, he did not leave that island. He, uh, what would you call it, astral projection? I force guess? projection. Force it. projection. There yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. He force projects himself onto what was my favorite visual scene of the movie. I guess pair that with the, the lightsaber fight. You mm-hmm. know, that, that was pretty cool, too. But this, the, this is also my favorite, like, climactic showdown of any Star Wars film. Uh, what was the was that Rogue One where they had the big bomb explosion at the end of yeah. it? Uh, that was mine, I think. Oh. But um, but yeah, in in this one you have the white sand with under the white sand it's like red, like red, dyed red, red salt. Yes, red salt. Yes, mm-hmm. and it looks like blood, like cinematically. Like when you're watching so it, <laughs> it looks so so good. So it's like. Every time that someone slides across the the sand, you see this red salt. Every time um, a, a laser, a phaser blaster goes into the sand, red Amazingly delicious white background. Yes, it, so good. That that looked so stunning. I, I really like seeing that. I like seeing the trails of the like the rust bucket starships oh, that they yeah, have on yeah, the sand on the ground. And yep, that was nice too. So good. It yeah. looked so pretty. They really did. And like and and, and obviously. The poster looks like that. The poster is like yep. black, white, yep. and it just looks, it just like the design choice is like yep. just sexy. Yeah. I love that bit. Uh, I love that uh, <laughs> Kylo, I mean, Luke just fucked with Kylo at the end. Mm. He's just like, shoot him, just like the all over assault. Yeah. And he just walks on and it's just like, ship off his old shoulder. Just yeah. like, fuck you. Yep. And it's just like, that was funny as shit to me. I like the respect that uh, that, that he gave Luke, mm-hmm. that uh, Kylo Ren gave Luke, because he's, he's seen Luke there. And then he immediately bucked the fuck out. He was like, shoot everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was, yeah, because it was like he was very much threatened. Like he knew yeah. how powerful Luke is. You know, he's like, even if I get out here myself, it's not gonna be easy. But it kind of would have, he could have whooped Luke's ass, like straight up. If Luke would have been there in person, Luke would have got his ass whooped. Absolutely. Oh, that's another thing I didn't I didn't really uh, get into how powerful Kylo Ren is. Oh yeah, like, Kylo's fucking oof. he's legit. He's he's gonna be fucking a fucking monster. Yeah. And it, it's not it's not because of the power that he's demonstrated is why, why I believe that it's the um, his his mental fortitude mm-hmm. like that he was able to trick the supreme leader you know and and hide his actual intentions from mm-hmm. him to get close enough to kill the guy like this guy like Kylo Ren is gonna be a force to be reckoned with beyond any mm-hmm. kind of uh, evil power that I think that's we've actually seen the title of the last one a force to be reckoned with get the fuck out of here Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, so, I'm not even 
ashamed. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, um, so so he's showing a lot of respect to Luke before this fight. Like they're they throwing like all these phaser blasts at him and everything, and they shoot him for like a good like forty five seconds. You know, yeah, till there's like a just a complete crater in the sand. You know, all the smoke clears, and like you said, Luke just brushes off his shoulder. Kylo goes down there to fight him, and Luke is just still showing that he got all the moves, all the yeah. defensive prowess at least. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's he's dodging everything. He's doing the damn um. What's the thing where you hold a stick? The limbo slice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeet. Yeah. Straight limboed on that shit. You know, so I mean, I, that was a really nice fight. I like that. Yeah. I enjoy that confrontation a lot. But what I liked about uh, Kylo is that, because he's still sort of this young, immature character. Yeah. So he's raging all the time. Yeah. But his rage was a lot more controlled than it was in The Force yeah. Awakens. Yes. yes. So I feel like we're clearly seeing a character progression where Kylo begins to channel that rage into mm. what he wants to, to happen, yeah. making a much more interesting character mm. than I've ever seen in like a big bad guy, that situation. True. Uh, in the Star Wars movie. Besides Anakin, Anakin hurt me bad. Yeah. Like, you know, like from the early like 70s Star Wars to now, like I've still never seen anything like that. You know, a good guy to turn bad and then to turn bad that hard. Like you just go murdering children, like yeah. on screen type shit. I'm like, but yeah, it's like I, I like the, uh, the dynamic in having um, layers to mm-hmm. a person, you know, like I seen how Anakin can change, you know, from to go 180, but we're not going 180 with these characters, you know, we're slowly piece by piece and we're yeah, building we're peeling to it. Off yeah, and yeah, adding, we're yeah. peeling off the things that we want to get rid of and adding new things, yeah. Right? And and that's a that's a great way to like it's get really someone nice. invested in characters. Same yeah. thing with Ray, yeah, because I thought for a second, because they did something really interesting with the clothing mm. where um, for a while every good Jedi was wearing really dark clothing. Mm. And that's so I was just like, well, it's Ray, because that was the thing when Ray went to Kylo, mm. and she was wearing she was wearing a dark gray um, like Jedi robe or like her clothes or whatever. Okay. So I was just like, well, she's wearing kind of black. Yeah. That's kind of the dark side's thing. Is she gonna turn? Mm. Is she gonna do the whole thing? And like, and then we get it, and, and and that was coupled with the fact that we get a shot of her using Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Yeah. So I was just like, well, that she. Is she gonna like fuck it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, so part of me wanted this thing to happen. Mm. I wanted Ray to become dark side and then Kylo to become light side. Yeah. And that would have just been, that would have been like, what the fuck? But also, I would have been happy with that. Uh, that yeah, that's, yeah. See, that's, that's what I was like when I was like, I'm kind of. My, like I said, I don't want to say my intelligence is being insulted because, but but still, though, it's like we're introducing the is she will she or won't she will he or won't he, right. and then I'm just like nobody's gonna do anything, you know, <laughs> you know. So like I was kind of frustrated by that, but like to your point, it makes the 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 universe that much better because of these characters yeah. that that got to exist in this particular movie. But uh, uh, to the point of like that feeling your intelligence insulted, I felt like. Uh, Yes, I, I can see it that way. I can understand why that happened. But yeah. for me, the purpose of that interaction and that sort of like, will she or won't she? Yeah. Was not to trick you into thinking that she won and she won't. No. It's to, it, it was really to, they use it as a vehicle to solidify both of Kylo's mm-hmm. and Ray's ideology. Yeah. Because she had her own doubts and he had his own doubts. Both of you, yeah. But after that moment when, when Kylo killed Snoke, mm-hmm. which I loved how non-dramatic that was. Yeah. I love how it's just like, oh, boop. Dead. Dead. Yep. <laughs> I, the fucking force choke after that. The yeah, force so choke sexy. after that. He was like, so what are we going to do now? <laughs> we have the supreme leader is dead. Blah, 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 blah. I'm the supreme leader. <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, what the fuck? Just, yep. I'm the supreme leader, bitch. Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll hail the new supreme leader. Like, I have expected <laughs> him to like flip his hair as he walked out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a really cool moment. Yeah. Uh, so... I, I feel like I understand why this movie is so divisive. Mm-hmm. I really, I really do get Same. it because Ryan Johnson took a lot of what made Star Wars Star Wars mm-hmm. and just like 
disappointed you with it. But sure. he also gave you a lot mm. of new Star Wars. Yeah. That I think would be a mistake if Adam, if J.J. Abrams doesn't follow up with that track. Oh, yeah. Because he's directing the next movie. Mm. So if J.J. If Abrams kind of brings back the tone to what The Force Awakens was and mm. not keep it consistent with The Last Jedi, we could see what what would call a retro like I would call it a retrospective tonal shift. Mm. You know? We're like I wouldn't mind that though, just because now I have had the um that that tone of this movie. Mm-hmm. And so now even if the uh, the next movie is just complete just um Star Wars cheese that we're very accustomed to, mm-hmm. but now I know I have in the back of my mind that these characters have more to them than what yeah. they had in Force Awakens. See, the only reason I would have had a problem with that is cuz they're so interesting now yeah. that I feel like if that doesn't get utilized, it's a de- it's detrimental to the movie. I yeah, I don't think they're going to utilize it the way yeah. that they did in this movie just cuz I've never seen it in any other Star Wars yeah. movie, you know. And that's because they took a risk with Rian, because uh, yeah. he 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 writes that sort of like dark sci-fi. Mm. Um, but so if, I I feel like if J.J. Abrams, when directing the third movie, doesn't at least keep that layering of character mm. and pulls it through to in his writing, yeah, then we might have a problem when the third movie mm. is not going to be anywhere. It's not going to take any of the good things that the Last Jedi did. Okay, and that concerns me. Because I think the last year I did a lot of good things. It is yes, it yeah. did, it definitely did some good things, definitely. Yeah. And I hope that they keep some of the, that same humor that they had in the last Jedi. I hope they translate it into the the, the latest one. I want more humor. Yeah. Give me goddamn more humor. Like you don't have to be Thor two or Thor three or Ragnarok. Ragnarok yeah. yeah, you don't have to be that. But it's just like that's kind of what I signed up for Star Wars four in the first first yeah, place. Yeah, it's a fun yeah. time. Yeah, make me laugh. Yeah. Um, what, what do you give it? I'm gonna give it a solid eight. Sa- same. Yeah. Same. Same rating. Because, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, it, like I said, I can't, I can't bash this movie. It's like it's, it's a very well-made movie. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. It's an eight. Made. I just, I didn't, like, yeah. If I might watch it again at home, on yeah. you know, or something. But yeah, I'm gonna watch it again on Monday. Yeah, for I can't the, do that. The employee screening. I was no. Yeah. I was very upset about sitting in that theater. <laughs> it was also yeah. like a probably a packed theater, wasn't it? Check this out. <laughs> so, so like I said, uh, Saturday Saturday matinees are usually pretty packed yeah. or whatever. But um, I got there 15 minutes before, which is already more than halfway full. Yeah. Uh, at 15 minutes prior, 9:45, the movie starts at 10 or whatever, or 10:15 actually, yeah. or whatever. You know, so you're so, half an hour. Yes, a full half an hour that I'm sitting there. So I found a, a decent enough seat towards the back, and like every there's like six seats to my right that are all empty. Six seats to my right. So I'm like, if anybody sits there, then it's like, it'll be to my right, but I still got a chair to my right and chair to my left empty. So I'm like, cool, perfect experience. A family comes up at five minutes till 10, a man, a wife, uh, two, three kids and like a, a brother or whatever. He looked mm-hmm. like an adult. And the guy walks all the way. He leads them in to right, directly beside me. He was like, hey, you're not saving these seats for anybody, are you? I'm like, uh, no. He was like, great. And then he sits down right beside me to my right. And then <laughs> and it's like after about 15 seconds, like I'm smelling his person. And it's like he's not like he doesn't smell offensive. No. But just now. But it's you're just, smelling him. Now I smell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we're sitting right there. And I'm just like, fuck. But then I can move over to my left. So I'm like, would that be kind of offensive? Like you sit down beside me and then I'm just like, I'm just going to move over here. So, I mean, yeah. I, I rolled around with that for myself about five minutes. A guy came in to uh, to go use the bathroom. So when yeah. he stood up, I just moved over kind of <laughs> casually. And do you know what this ass clown did? 
Boomed you back. He took one of his children that was sitting on the right side of him and then put it in the seat between me and him. What the fuck? So now I moved over for, to move away from him and now I have a kid that's sitting beside me and he's kicking his feet back and forth the whole guy. He does not stop moving. He's not making noise or anything, no. but he's just not stop moving the whole goddamn time. Anyway, that might have had something to do that with might. my enjoyment <laughs> level, maybe, but <laughs> it's just that that did happen. <laughs> Yeah, no, you probably, you went on Saturday at 10 in the morning? Saturday at 10, yeah. I went on Saturday at 12, so oh, we yeah? probably like, like walked right past each I was other. Trying to see, I, I was trying to see you, like yeah. um, when I walked out of the theater, it was like closer to one, so I was like, I, but there was some other guy by the bar. Oh, yeah, there. Gary. Yeah. He was Gary. Yeah. He's a cool bartender. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, solid eight, solid eight of a Same. movie. It's eight, uh, yes. I think, I think it, it's Star Wars, so you're probably going to watch it anyway, but mm. if you're divided on whether or not to watch it, I say give it a go. You might enjoy what Rian Johnson did. Yeah. I think it was interesting, and I think it deserves its proper attention. I do, too. I yeah. agree. Lit. Yeah. Sweet. Fuck yeah. I expected to, I expected to have much, a much more divisive episode. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to cut, and then we're going to cut with television and movie premieres. Hey. And welcome back, uh, for film sakes, closing the whole bit. I feel like I'm just going to keep cutting out words. that up every yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> like, his television and movie premieres is like, it's gone from like television and closing to like, so here's, <laughs> like, I didn't even realize that's what I was doing. Yeah, like weeks. <laughs> closing television premieres. Closing. And, for know. film sake. You know the fucking drill. <laughs> It's been two years, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see. Uh, television and movie premieres for the week of Tuesday, December the nineteenth, through Monday, December the twenty fifth. Uh, the first one is Tuesday, December the nineteenth. I am Sam Kinison. It's a documentary. Oh, yeah. Hell's yeah, I know Sam Kinison. Nice. It's no, a, Scott, sorry, go ahead. Uh, it's a documentary on Spike TV. It's a. Um, it's going to be at ten p.m. on Tuesday, December the nineteenth. It's an uncensored version of the. Let's see. Oh, so no, it's. So this is going to be uncensored at midnight. Okay. So you're going to see the regular version at 10 p.m. and an uncensored version at midnight. Uh, Sam Kennison. Nice, yes, nice. Very, very good comedian. Good comedian, angry as shit. Hell yeah. 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 His, was he the one? No, that was Bill Hicks. What? The marketing joke. Oh, yes, Bill Hicks. Yeah. yeah Bill you should all die. I hate every... <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not a joke. That is not a joke. Kill yourself. <laughs> I am not joking. You should kill yourself. Yeah. Every time I see that bit, I fucking die. Yeah. Sam Kennison's really good, though. I, yes, I, I love Sam Kennison. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's uh, Tuesday, December the 19th. I am Sam Kennison. Uh, the next thing is going to be Thursday, December the 21st. Peaky Blinders. Oh, you're, you're into the show, aren't you? Hells yeah. Peaky Blinders is back. Uh, there's a guy that I can't think of his name um, that's in it. Ford. Tom Ford. Uh, Tom so, Brady? Tom, uh, who? Tom Brady? Greg Hardy? Tom. Tom Hardy. Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Greg Hardy. <laughs> Tom Brady. Wait, football player. <laughs> Rhymes with that. Hardy? Greg? Maybe Greg? Greg, Greg Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Tom Hardy. Is it was it Tom Hardy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Uh, he was in season two of uh, Peaky Blinders. Really, really good season. Cillian Murphy was in the first one. Is he yeah, still he, in the he's first? a star. Yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, season three just came out. Yeah, it's coming out Thursday, December the twenty first. Peaky Blinders is a drama on Netflix. Nice. So, um, don't know if I'll watch that or not. But season one and two, very, very good. Is Tom Hardy in season three? I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. Cool. Uh, but that's Peaky Blinders, Thursday, December 21st. Uh, next thing and the last thing for television for this week is Friday, December the 22nd, Bright. Bright is an action fantasy from Netflix. Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. Now check this out. Netflix's most expensive original feature mm. to date is 80 million. Do you remember the uh, the, the, the 70 million thing from Brad Pitt? And, that was uh, 50. 
50? Was yeah. it 50? Yeah, and that, that was the biggest at the time. And that, that was War Machine. Complete abortion of a movie. Yep. Complete abortion. The only reason I watched it because it said $50 million attached to something. So when something spent $50 million on you, you're like, okay, let's see what that is. Yeah, let's see what that is. Yeah. So $90 million, like, and Will Smith, you know, I'm going to check to see what this thing is. But it's a. Um, Hopefully it's good because then Netflix has got to make up for a lot of lost money. Do you know how much my Netflix costs a month now? Uh, nine. Nope. 10. Nope. 14? 13.99. Oh, so you got more than two screens? Nope. I got two screens. Two screens? Okay. Thirteen ninety nine. Yeah. You know what? Because 4K. Because oh, 4K. You, you bought the 4K? Because thing. 4K. Like, I got a 4K TV, so, I mean, I'm like, I might as well watch it in 4K. I guess that makes sense. But, but 50, basically $15 a goddamn month now. Yeah. You know? Like, this shit I mean, you want 4K entertainment. But 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 I'm, but I'm saying like with 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 Netflix spending up all their goddamn money, like now I'm gonna have to pay you twenty dollars a month <laughs> because you're giving Will Smith and and fucking um, uh, Mark Wahlberg, who, who Matt Damon, Matt Damon. <laughs> fucking hundreds of millions of dollars to not bring in any money. Like now you're gonna get that money from me because you're not gonna get it back from Will Smith. <laughs> you know he will not, not be paying you. <laughs> he's not giving you the money back. So you're gonna ask me to give you seventy five cents more a month, and I'm not giving you that because you fucked your money off on Will Smith. <laughs> I'm not refused. Like, yep, <laughs> Netflix is done goofed up. I, I hope it. I hope it does well. Yeah, because I don't want to pay fifteen dollars a month. I don't, time. man. It's <laughs> <That's> crazy. <laughs> it's insane. But yes, yeah, um, you know what's funny? I say yeah. pay fifteen dollars a month, like I pay my like you're own not fucking pay Netflix anyway. account. <laughs> I'm, I don't pay my Netflix <laughs> account. <laughs> Thank you, Louise, for letting me use your Netflix account. LC Pills. Fucks with LC Pills. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, the the most uh, most expensive is ninety million dollars. It's uh, effects driven action film starring Will Smith as cops. Ooh, it's an effects driven. Effects driven, yeah. Uh, that's where half the budget went. Yep. In an alternate present day world where fantasy creatures like elves, fairies, and orcs co- coexist with humans, um, the director of Suicide Squad, David Ayers, uh, mm. he yeah he directs this one as well. Mm. So that's that. Mm. Yep. It's like, you know, it's like when if if you're writing, if you're writing, you got you got a script. You, you got you got a movie that you want. Like where are we gonna put most of this money in? To the story? No, 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 not the story. That, that, that doesn't matter. Story? No. Effects. Uh-huh. <laughs> effects. Let's put it into the effects. How about the acting? How about acting? Act, let's, let's get a couple of good actors in there because some some good actors they can punch up a script. But good actors can make a bad script good. But effects. Oh, 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 just effects. Go to the effects. Let's do the effects. Let's do the effects. I think the acting matters. <laughs> yep. The story matters. Okay. But effects. Just the effects. We're going to put it all in effects. We're all going to feed everybody bagels <laughs> yep. on the set, yes. but we're going to have effects. Yeah, we're going to have all the effects. And, and we'll pay, and let's put $25,000 in there yep. for the funeral of the one animator that's going to kill himself <laughs> yes. while doing all these effects. Let's just have that in there. Those effects that mean nothing. No. There will mean nothing to this this movie at all. <laughs> it's just effects. It's just gonna have the effects fact, there. Let's just record a green screen for like two hours yep. and then have someone figure out what the fuck to do. Yeah. How how, how much how much <laughs> money do you think was spent on effects for the um what's the the, the kung fu movie? Uh, it was it was like a like a very B movie. You could tell a lot of what's done on green screen. Um, they, uh, was it recent? Yeah, like a year ago, two years ago. Crashing Tiger. Uh, uh-uh, no, no, no. It's, it's like it's like a bullshit B movie. But you've seen it. You definitely seen it. They even put it on Netflix after a while. Like all the all the the art school nerd people, we all got over it on, on top of it, and then they had to make it into a Netflix movie. I fucking I know what you're fucking talking about. I remember seeing a Kung, B Kung Fu movie. Um, ah, fuck! I don't know what that is, man. Somebody yell at us through the damn Ip thing. Man? 
No, it's, no. It's, oh, it's, oh, it's, a, it's a parody. Kung Fury, yes. Kung Fury, yes. How much money do you think was spent in special effects for Kung Fury? Honestly, I don't think, I don't think that dude spent more than a couple thousand dollars. No, he did not. Um, mostly because he did it all by himself. Yeah. Yeah. That was... Yeah, Kung Fury was fucking fantastic. And, and, you, and you know why? It's not because of those special effects. It's because you had a funny enough script. <laughs> yeah, you that know, you can get away with all Yes, that you can get away with lots of things when you have a story and a script that's that's engaging. You know, but like you don't have to spend $90 million on fucking effects. I'm like, what? <laughs> there was a woman riding a dinosaur. Yes! <laughs> like, it's hilarious. In an arcade machine shooting machine guns. <laughs> yep. And Hitler was in it. <laughs> Yes, fucking okay. Hitler. Kung Fury. Yes, goddamn Kung Fury. I laughed really hard watching Kung Fury. Me too. Take a lesson from Kung Fury, Netflix. You don't need you don't need expensive shit. You really don't. No, just give me a good story. Yes, man. Like I want more of that. I want more of that. Like give people like that guy money. Yeah, give that right? guy money. If you, I bet you, if you gave him half a million dollars, he'll come up with something that's generating more clicks to Netflix than something that they're doing for ninety Absolutely. million. Absolutely. You know, fucking literally. Give it to people like that. Give it to the, like the goddamn um the Dan- what's the Swiss Army man the- Daniels. Daniels. Give it to the goddamn Daniels. Mm-hmm. Give them one million dollars and see what they do with that. It's just I feel like there's a lot of talent out there. If you give them the opportunity, the way that you're giving these possibly has beens yeah. the opportunities. You know, maybe you are a has been. But I'm saying there are a I, lot. I didn't. Of- I didn't criticize your use of the word. <laughs> just I just laughed at your use of the word because yeah. you're right. I'm just saying, yeah. Because I'm like, there. There is a lot of talented young individuals out here, yeah. and they're doing it on their own. You know, imagine so what they can do with five million dollars. Yes, yes, man. And it's like I, I got to live through an era to where it's like you had those talented young people of like Tarantino and people that are doing things on their own. And now you see what their work is now. Once you give them all this money, you see a bit of a fall off after a while. Yeah, you know. But initially, like, look what the fucking Tarantino was doing his first four and five movies. Yeah, no, you know? a great fucking job. It's, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm just. I, 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 I feel like there's a because we had a like the nineties were very the seventies or nineties were very direct driven oh yeah and people were trusting directors yeah. to make big movies yeah and then we had a we had a period where it was very franchise driven the yep. director really didn't matter that much it was yep. studio mm-hmm. but i feel like now we're falling off of that mm-hmm. and we're seeing marvel trust directors like taika waititi we're seeing people trust directors like rian johnson yep. with star wars so i feel like we're moving back into that realm of director driven film It'd be nice um it just so happens that a lot of it happens to be made in independent companies now yep. um but the fact that that attitude shift is happening in like the big studios yeah we're, Take a movie, we'll approve it, mm. but you have a vision, yes. and we'll go with that. Yeah, um, I think that's a good shift for movies to happen. I like that. Because I think we'll be seeing a lot of people getting a lot of money to make it. Yes, the movies that they want. Yeah, yeah. Because why the fuck not? Trust people. Please. Let them make their vision. <laughs> Hell yeah. And give me money too. I'm with that. <laughs> uh, let's see. That's all for uh, for television. Uh, movies. There are a number of movies coming out. Uh, let's see. We'll start with The Post. Uh, the Post is, oh, a, yeah. is a PG-13 movie, 115-minute runtime. It's a biography, drama, history, thriller. Has an early 82 meta score. Uh, the rundown is a cover-up that spanned four U.S. presidents pushed the country's first female newspaper publisher and a hard-driving editor to join an unprecedented battle between journalists and government. Yep. Director Steven Spielberg. Oh. Uh, is starring Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks and Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk looks really good in that. Um, this is another movie. It's like I'll I'll see it because it's, it's Steven Spielberg, yeah. it's Meryl Streep. I love her. It's Tom Hanks, who I of course love. But 
it's what I was talking about with um, the Forrest Gump movies. Mm-hmm. Like, when are you going to take a fucking chance, Tom Hanks? Like, you haven't taken a chance in for fucking ever. And this yeah. is another time that you're not taking a chance. You're with a tried and true, proven director who you've been working with your entire life. Tried and true superstars in Meryl Streep and Bob Odenkirk. Mm-hmm. And another based on a true story uh, movie. It's like, there's, there's no that's chance. Definitely his, that's definitely his jig. Yeah, it's his wheelhouse. So, I mean, it's just like, it'll be yeah. a good movie with him just like, come on, man, act. Go out there and <laughs> go do something different. Anyway, but that's that's um Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um, the post. The post. That is the post. Uh the next movie is Father Figures. It's rated R, 113-minute runtime. It's a comedy. Uh, upon learning that their mother has been lying to them for years about their allegedly deceased father, two fraternal twins hit the road in order to find him. It's directed by Lawrence Shear. It's starring Owen Wilson, Christopher Walken, J.K. Simmons, and wow. Ed Helms. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty. I don't know how I feel. I don't. I don't particularly care. No, but. no. I mean, it's it's a comedy. I mean, I like mm-hmm. Christopher Walken. I like J.K. Simmons. I like almost. I mean, I like these people. But it's yeah. like, are you gonna go to the movies? Are you gonna? That guy looks like Nick Frost in the back. Nick in the, Frost in the, in the top bottom corner, bottom right. Ed Helms. Yeah, from my from where I'm sitting, it looks right. like Nick Frost. Okay. Yeah. You know he's gonna be in the new Tomb Raider. Nick who Frost. Uh, you said Nick Frost. And I still don't know who that oh, is. Uh, that's the guy from Shaun of the Dead, the fat guy. Shaun of the Dead. Oh, okay, yep, 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 yep. yep I love yep. that guy. Okay. So fucking funny. I was thinking Jack Frost because of the season that we're in. No, no. Okay, good. That's, <laughs> uh, the next thing is, um, oh, Matt Damon's new movie, Downsizing. It's actually Matt Damon, not Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's actually Matt Damon, yeah. Uh, yeah. Downsizing. I'm into that. I don't know if I'm going to see it, but I'm into it. I'll, I'll see this um, like at home or something. Yeah. Like I, 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 like, uh, I like Mark Wahlberg, so I mean, it's all... <laughs> I'll see what he does. But it's a downsizing. It's rated R, 135-minute runtime, a comedy, drama, science fiction movie, a social satire in which a guy realizes he would have a better life if he were to shrink himself. Uh, stars Matt Damon, Christopher Waltz, and um, Christopher Walken. Christopher Waltz, not Christopher Walken. And uh, Kristen Wiig. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's a two-year joke. <laughs> what? The Matt Damon and Mark Warburg thing? Yeah. If uh, someone just... Pops in in an episode. Yeah, they don't know. no idea what the fuck's happening. No, no, they, they, they who are these assholes calling yes. Matt Damon Mark Wahlberg? I mean, yeah, just just pop in. You'll see, if you see us in real life, just give shit. Yeah. Just give me shit. That make that the idea of someone stumbling into a not out of context episode. Yeah, where we prominently feature Mark Wahlberg or Matt Damon. Do you know how many episodes are like without context to what we're talking about at all? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I, I was listening to last week's episode, and it was like, oh, "Welcome back to for film's sake," and it's the ketchup, the mustard, the relish, whatever the <laughs> fuck you know. You know what the shit is. <laughs> For somebody who's a first time <laughs> hearing it, like, what in the name of fuck is he talking about? <laughs> the catch of the muzzle, the relish, the whatever the fuck. What is happening? It's <laughs> a Guy Fieri episode? Yeah. That shit makes me laugh mm. so much every time I listen to one of our episodes. Yes. <laughs> Let's see, that's, uh, that's downsizing. Rated R, 135 minute runtime for a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing is Pitch Perfect. Yep, three. Pitch Perfect, the third one. The, yeah. Yeah, the, I like Anna Kendrick. I don't like anything else about this movie at this point. The uh, Elizabeth Banks has really taken over that um, the young adult um, like lane for movies. Is she the one that... She's the, the producer, executive yeah. producer. Uh, she might be directing these by now, but like the first one, she produced the first Pitch Perfect, and she made so much goddamn money. It was really good. Pitch Perfect uh, was really good. I, yeah, apparently. I haven't seen that one, but or any of them, actually, but... They they sold they made so much money so like yeah now we got Pitch Perfect three I'm sure we'll have all the way to Pitch Perfect five yeah. uh, she was um, in all of the Hunger Games movies oh. as what's it like Nellie or Ellie or the one with the pink hair that she she announced she announces yeah. the Hunger Games I don't stuff know what her fucking name is, yeah but. 
But uh, but yes, she she's taking over this young adult lane, and she is making stupid crazy money. So Elizabeth Banks shout out. Uh, but Pitch Pitch Perfect Three is uh following their win at the World Championship. The now separated Bellas reunite for one last singing competition at an overseas USO tour, but face a group uh who uses both instruments and voices. Uh, Ruby Rose and Anna Kendrick. Nice Anna Kendrick. She's good, but that's the only thing I really care about in that movie. She's super hot. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, that's that. Uh, the next thing is The Greatest Showman. I'm into it. I think I'm into it, but I'm offended by the way that they're trying to get me to see it. I'm intrigued by that statement. I, uh, <laughs> I, I was ordering gifts. I ordered uh, my girlfriend a gift from Amazon, mm -hmm. and they sent, it, uh, they sent a box that had an advert on the box. Like, the, the, the cardboard... Was print like had a advertisements the printed? printed on it? Yes, yes. Like that's how the cardboard box was printed. It wasn't like there was a Greatest Showman sticker and it was a plain cardboard box and they put a yeah. sticker on there. They're making cardboard boxes with advertise advertisements printed in, built in to your box. You know, <laughs> so it's like I have no choice but What's to see this. Like, yes, you've invaded my home. Like, I, I, you've invaded my home with your shit. Like, I didn't ask for that advert. I asked for the the packaging. <laughs> the box. I, I, you know what I'm saying? It's like you now. This is in my house. Every time I look at the box, like I have to like rebox it into something else to not see your shitty goddamn advert. Just put a giant piece of it. Just <laughs> fuck you. But that's the thing, it, <laughs> right? It's the whole box around. Oh, like, really? not even just the top. The like I'm saying, it was like made that way. So what it's like I, I, I feel. Like that's how I'm gonna be getting Amazon box from here on out. Every box that I get from Amazon, because why wouldn't they just put product placement on uh, everything? That, that bothers me the fuck. That bothers oh. me really badly too. <laughs> yes, I did not like that. I would immediately take it out of the box and burn the box. <laughs> fuck yes. you. Keeping this, put it in my own box. Yes, my own clear box. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like this is an invasion. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> this is not cool. But um, but I I am with it in the um the sense my headphones is going in and out. In the sense that um, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman, I, and Zendaya, I really like Zendaya since oh, yeah. the um, that the Spider Man Homecoming. She was my favorite part in that she, movie. Did she play MJ? Yeah, was that her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was one of my favorite parts in the movie, so I like her a lot. So, um, uh, but The Greatest Showman is a PG movie, 105 minute runtime. It's a biography drama musical inspired by the imagination of P.T. Barnum. The Greatest Showman is an original musical that celebrates the birth of show business and tells of a visionary who rose from nothing to create a spectacle that became a worldwide sensation. Nice. It stars Hugh Jackman, Michelle Williams, Zac Efron, and Zendaya. Nice. Um, I am interested in it because I like musicals and the uh, Barnum and Bailey Circus. Like, I'm sure everybody's been to that, you know, so, um, no? I haven't. I'm also not from the States. That, okay, yeah, okay, no. right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the beginning. Uh, it's, it was Barnum and Bailey Circus when I was going, but this is P.T. Barnum, so before the, even the Bailey shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's I, like I, the, the, the origin story. Yeah, the origin story of it. So yeah, I, I'd like to see him make show business happen in a uh, in an era when they're not about that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know? That, that's, that's like going to fucking jump out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, uh, you know what will be good? Let's just uh, make an elephant step on a stool. And I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You insane person. No, 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 no. It's going to work out. It's going to make us tons of money. I it's all going to work. It's going to work. <laughs> all right, fine. We'll bury you when it kicks you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the greatest showman. Um, so the uh, the last and not least, depending on how you look at it, uh, Jumanji. The last and least, in my opinion. Depending on how we you look. We can skip over that one and I would feel no sense of guilt. Did, did you like the first Jumanji? Yeah. Did, 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 did you like it, yeah, though? Did I you? Did. Well, it's been a while. It's been a long time. I'll be honest with you. The, the first Jumanji is like classic love. Love the first Jumanji. Yeah. 
But um, Roman Williams. Yes. Yeah. No, Robin I like Williams. I like Jumanji. Okay. I just don't care a shit about this one. Yeah, I probably don't either. <laughs> I probably don't either. It looks like such a generic piece of content. <laughs> I probably, and I love Karen Gillian, and I like Jack Black, and mm-hmm. I like Dwayne Johnson, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with Kevin Smith. I mean, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. Kevin Hart. All right. So, like, really, the movie has nothing offensive. Mm-hmm. I just don't care. Yeah, I don't either. Like, I don't like those people. I mean, I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't have a thing against, um, uh, against The Rock, yeah. but, I, you know, whatever. Karen Gillian, Jillian, I don't know her. Jack Black. Karen, she's she's a Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay, I know who that is then. Yeah, uh, Kevin Hart, go fuck off. And Jack Black, you can fuck off twice. And that's. I yeah. love Jack Black. Jack Black mm-hmm. is one of those guys I that I, like I loved since I was like teenager. Yeah, really, because of Tenacious D. Mm. Like Tenacious, I like Tenacious D and Tropic Thunder. Yeah, so, so good. So I, I like his acting. Like I liked mm-hmm. his, but it's just like I'm I'm fucked now because I got to see Jack Black, the actual human being, the person. He was on um on a show called was it Getting Dug with High? He was on Getting Dug with High. Oh yeah. And Is he I got an asshole? not an asshole. He's just a um uh he's not very mentally uh he does, what's what's somebody that has a strong mental ability like mental fortitude? Okay. So that they can't be broken or whatever. It, it, it's just like or he and he couldn't play the games. He didn't have good wit. Oh, you know, yeah, you yeah, know okay. so it was just like he was very. Everything that I loved about him was someone else's idea. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Everything that I loved about Jack Black was someone else's idea. That sounds idea. like the last line you see, you hear in like a romantic movie just before the Oh, breakup. damn, yeah. Everything I loved about you was somebody else's idea. <laughs> yeah. It takes a long drag of a cigarette, <laughs> leaves and go drink at a bar. <laughs> yeah. That was a great analogy, yes. Exactly. I don't care about Jumanji, yeah, but neither. it's there if you want to see it. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. So that's it for today's episode. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna just say bye. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at underscore FFS Podcast on Facebook at the FFS Podcast. Uh, my personal Twitter. No, you can find us on iTowns. On iTowns. So, uh, iTowns. Oh yeah. The <laughs> so new podcasting app. You know yep. that. Yeah. Do you just put a radio on in a really small town? Do <laughs> you just find us there? <laughs> oh, I like that one. I'll take that. I'll put that one in my pocket. <laughs> okay. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, uh, the Google Podcast, uh, Google Play Music, and uh, Stitcher, at, and the FFS, uh, FFS Podcast. Yes. God, I fucked that up. At FFS Podcast. My personal Twitter handle is at Brian Ochoa. I'm at T H A underscore V O N Z. Hey. I will see you guys at the next small time. Later. See you next week.